Welcome to another edition of the Summit Sessions Live podcast. I'm your host, Jim Bolella, and uh, flying solo once again this week because as we approach the end of this semester, uh, everybody's pretty busy, and I am too, but I love podcasting, so here I am. Uh, this is the podcast which is following the final episode for this season or semester of Summit Sessions Live, and it features uh, two performers. One goes by the name of Laura Dale, and the other one, uh, Unknown Yesterday. And there's a little bit of backstory about Unknown Yesterday. It's a, it's a, uh, a team, it's two people, uh, one on acoustic guitar, one on electric, um, with the uh, acoustic guitar player doing most of the singing. And that acoustic guitar player happens to be Jason Peets. And the reason that that's unique um, in this show is that Jason works with us at MMR, and he actually is usually mixing the show. He's our live mixer for SSL and has been all this uh, season and most of last season. So he's usually behind the console, uh, involved in setup and teardown, as well as running the show. Uh, but he's also a writer and performer of music, and we are glad to have him on. Uh, but this puts him in a very different role as he's on the other side of the camera, actually the other side of the action almost entirely. Um, but Unknown Yesterday uh, was a fantastic combination, and we'll be hearing some of their music later on. Before we get into the the music and the rest of the information about the show, I wanted to discuss um, a little bit. So in the middle of the show, between the two bands, between the two performers, we have a segment called Music in the Mitten, which is hosted by Carrie Brewer. So that segment focuses on Michigan, the Michigan music scene, performers that are coming to Detroit, maybe Lansing or Saginaw. Uh, so it could be national acts that are coming to Michigan, and it can also be about local performers. So I just wanted to play a clip of that, get a little bit of a feel, just a, a short clip from Music in the Mitten. And then I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of kind of surprising statistics about the national music industry. We'll be back with that in just a second on the SSL Podcast. Welcome back to Music in the Mitten. This is a segment about all things Michigan music. I'm your host, Carrie Brewer. We're going to get right to it because we're talking about Record Store Day, upcoming concerts, and a sampler release. If you're a vinyl lover, get ready to catch some exclusive LPs tomorrow. Saturday the 13th is Record Store Day, a holiday that celebrates the revival of the vinyl craze. Tons of artists are releasing vinyl exclusives in honor of the day. That's the interesting point that I wanted to focus on, is that uh, Record Store Day was last Saturday, uh, the day after the uh, Friday Summit Sessions live episode, and this day uh, finds a lot of people searching for vinyl. Because Record Store Day has grown a bit over the years, uh, a lot of companies that release vinyl look to release very special editions and rare editions of vinyl recordings on this day uh, because they know a lot of people will be at record stores looking for something special to buy. Um, so it's a great opportunity to find uh, rare and unique recordings because they tend to get released around this time. But I wanted to talk 
uh, just for a minute or two about the role that vinyl plays in the current music scene when it comes to sales. Because uh, if you hang around a college town like this one here in Mount Pleasant, uh, you talk to a lot of college students, many of them have a vinyl collection they've been working on for years. Um, and they're pretty proud of it, and uh, they talk a lot about it. It's a topic of a lot of conversation, but uh, it's easy to get a skewed thought about how significant a part of the music industry this really is. So I wanted to bring some statistics into it. Uh, now, vinyl sales are up a little bit overall this year versus last year, and they've been growing, you know, quite a bit for uh, for many years before this. So the growth is slowing down a little bit as we see that um, they're up maybe 5 to 7% in overall sales. But when you look at the role they play in total sales, um, it's really uh, insignificant. It's less than 5%. It's between 4 and 5% of total um, revenue in the music industry. I don't suppose it will come as any surprise to anyone that uh, streaming continues to grow year after year. Um, with Right now, we're seeing 50 million paid streamers. So while many, many people are on the free tiers of things like Spotify or, or Pandora, um, 50 million people are paying to stream music. And of course, that revenue is a very significant chunk of what goes into the music business. Uh, believe it or not, people still buy CDs, but the numbers are declining fast. So uh, last year, 2018, because these figures, you know, the 2018 figures don't uh, become available till sometime in the first quarter of 2019. What we're looking at is um, for 2018, CD sales were down 41%. Now that sounds terrible, but bear in mind the other side, which is that 52 million CDs were sold. And that's just CDs that you can track. Uh, so anything that's got a barcode on it that gets scanned at Target or Walmart, that stuff is very easy to track. So we have accurate figures on what's being sold at the retail level. But we have to consider that a lot of CDs are being sold at shows, at a venue, uh, and for some bands, for some indie bands, that means literally selling them out of the trunk of their car. They got a bunch of CDs printed up. They put them in the car after the show. They're out in the parking lot um, selling CDs uh, to anyone uh, who wants to buy them at the bar. And those sales don't get tracked. Uh, there's no scanning of a barcode. Um, there's no, uh, there's usually no, not even a receipt in these situations. So it's almost impossible to track these sales. And we don't know what they account for, what the, uh, what the numbers are in, in any way. But um, it's fair to say that a significant amount of CDs are moved this way now. Um, and that may be increasing as, you know, especially because indie bands, um, they don't get in the retail bins at Walmart. You know, you're still looking at Billy Ray Cyrus, who's selling records at Walmart and where the average band who has to go from club to club in their home state um, 
has no chance of getting in on that. So, uh, still with 41% decreases showing in retail outlets, it certainly is sounding the death knell for CD, which again, surprises no one. Um, just a reminder that, uh, if you want to connect with us uh, at summit sessions live, you can find us on Twitter at summit underscore sessions. And naturally, if you want to watch the show, you can see it on YouTube. Just type in Summit Sessions Live and it'll come right up. Uh, on YouTube, we have, um, uh, you can watch the show live whenever we're doing a new episode. Uh, so you can watch it in real time. There's also some recent episodes that stay there, but the ultimate archiving goes on to Vimeo. So you can look up MHTV on Vimeo and watch uh, high-quality full episodes right there. Okay? So let's get back into the show. Uh, our first act uh, for this last show was Laura Dale. And uh, this is one of those... You know, it, normally, we go out and recruit bands to be on the show. We invite them to come on and play. In this case, Laura kind of sort of came to us. She was here at CMU uh, meeting up with a friend with the uh the intent of rekindling her musical career uh she had been a singer songwriter before uh but then you know life and family took different turns and she was going in a different direction but now some time has gone by and she wanted to revisit writing and performing so um, after connecting with a friend here in the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts, a lot of people got to know Laura. And uh, as people got to talking, it was like, well, why don't we have her on SSL? We're always looking for new talent. So we scheduled her and uh, got her to come in. She has a beautiful voice, which you're going to hear in just a minute. Um, and, you know, I guess, luckily, once you learn to sing and you cultivate a voice, I guess you don't really lose it for Laura. It seems like riding a bike. So let's enjoy some of that right now. The first song we're going to hear is Rise Girl on the Summit Sessions Live podcast.
The song's called Fade Away. was Laura Dale on the SSL podcast. So as I mentioned, Laura uh, kind of found her way to us, and this episode sort of happened organically with that relationship. But uh, normally we are in a quest to find bands uh, who can either who are either local 
to the area here around Mount Pleasant or who are at least in Michigan where they're not too far away and they can make the trip up. We, we uh, ask bands to come in on a Thursday for a full rehearsal. We rehearse the entire show. Uh, usually we go through it twice. We do the whole show, then we take a break, and we do the whole thing again so we can knock out all the kinks. There are technical problems and timing issues and any number of things that can happen. Uh, so we ask a band to come in on the Thursday night for the rehearsal and then again on Friday night to do the actual live performance. Um, so it can be demanding for some bands because Thursday and Friday nights can be gig nights and, you know, they want to make money. So sometimes they just can't, they can't do it. But we really appreciate the bands that do come in and work with us. First of all, it's a ton of fun. But second of all, it's a great way for them uh, to get more exposure for their music and also get the experience of performing live on television. Now that's something, uh, it's an experience that a lot of young bands don't get, um, at least not very often. So they, uh, they perform in bars and clubs all the time, but the, the opportunities to be on television, especially in a live setting are kind of rare. So we're, you know, we provide that and we believe it certainly turns out to be valuable for them. Uh, and also just kind of exciting. So, for Laura, as she tries to rekindle her music career, this is a really re uh, great way to get started. So uh, I just wanted to put the message out there. If you're in a band or you know somebody in a band here in mid-Michigan or really anywhere in the state, if you can make the trip to Mount Pleasant, uh, please contact us. You know, We're going to pick the show up again next fall and start doing more new episodes. Um, so you could try and reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, again, at Summit underscore Sessions. Um, also, uh, here's a number you can call. It's my office number, 989-774-7764. Um, as one of the co-creators of the show, I'm happy to take your call and get you in touch with the right people to see if we can work something out. Um, it's, uh, uh, like I said, it's an ongoing challenge because... Because uh, of the timing and the commitment that the bands have to make, it's it's certainly uh, risky doing a live show, and so many things can go wrong, uh, and often do. And we have a student crew uh, supervised by myself and others, but uh, mistakes can be made. But we've got experience under our belt now. This is our second year doing the show. We got a lot of the kinks worked out. And now when small problems do arise, we get them fixed much faster. And, uh, we've got a crew that's, um, got a really good vibe going. They work just great together and we feed them pizza, which keeps them happy. And that doesn't hurt. So, um, again, you can reach out on Twitter at summit underscore sessions, or call me directly at 989-774-7764. Uh, I don't pick up the phone often because I'm on the run, but I will certainly get the message and get in touch with the right people. And uh, we'll get a conversation going about whether uh, your band might be the right fit for Summit Sessions Live. All right, I think it's time to um, get into another song uh, by Laura Dale. This one's called Wasn't Fooling You. Strong, I'm not always right, and I'm not the one to stop all the fights. 
And I have this fear of showing my tears And it keeps me up at night And I don't know where I'd be If you hadn't stood right by me And it's hard for me to say But I wasn't fooled As if American Idol and The Voice were not proof enough, that's more proof that talent uh, is often in unexpected places. Uh, you don't often run into people in your average day with a voice like that, but Laura has a beautiful voice, and um, as she kind of is back on the scene uh, gradually, getting into music again, trying to get up the the uh, momentum for writing and performing. Uh, she still has this incredible voice uh, that just hasn't been heard recently. And so people are just not aware of her. And when you have a voice like that, you have no idea how far it can take you until you really apply yourself and start writing and performing and writing and performing. You know, it's hard work. 
Um, but it's rewarding work at the same time. Even if you don't make it big in the music business, being able to write, record, and perform music like this is, um, it's a very satisfying way to spend your life. And I guess that's why so many people are trying to do it. I mean, you hope that something like American Idol happens to you and you get discovered and suddenly uh, you're making a great living and you're all over television and the radio. Um, but the fact of the matter is most people don't make it to that level. And for those that don't, well, they don't often give up on music. Um, uh, and for some people, being rich and famous has nothing to do with being in the music business. They simply want to make a living. So if you're uh, from Michigan, for instance, and fame is not in your blood, you may just want to make a comfortable living traveling around Michigan and other parts of the Rust Belt and, and uh, around the country. Uh just making money in a live setting, playing in clubs, and maybe selling a few CDs out of your trunk, as we mentioned earlier, you're probably not going to get a billion spins on Spotify, which is what it takes to make money off Spotify anyway, uh, because they literally pay fractions of a penny per spin. Uh, and a lot of artists have been complaining about that, but that's how it works right now. So playing live and being able to attract a crowd to come and listen to your music at a bar or a club is really what it's, what it's all about for the vast majority of performers in the music business. Um, if you go down to a, a, a great music town like Nashville, there are tons of clubs all over the place uh, that are populated by bands you've never heard of if you're, you know, if you're from out of town, but they're amazing. Uh, the talent is off the charts, but uh, for probably a multitude of reasons, you know, they haven't made it big. They haven't gotten their music on the radio or they haven't been discovered by an important producer. And so they're slugging it out in the clubs um, night after night after night. They're making a living. They don't have to go to an office job nine to five every day, which is kind of a big deal for them. Uh, it's kind of that's kind of a dream come true if you can actually just make a living in the music business, not being famous. Uh, well, first of all, people do it all the time, but it is work. Uh, you have to get up and you have to show up for all these gigs. You can't really say no to people. When there's an opportunity to play, you go and you play. End of story. But uh, when you're, especially when you're playing your own music, um, why would you want to say no? Uh, I guess would be the question. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the second half of the show where we can hear some music from Unknown Yesterday, keeping in mind from earlier that uh, the singer you're going to hear is Jason Peets. He's our live mixer with More Media Records. He's on the other side of the glass tonight, um, so far on the other side of the glass that he's actually in front of the camera. So um, let's listen to one of their songs now. This is called uh, Voices on the Summit Sessions Live podcast. Oh 
nothing in my life to
naturally, all of us at More Media Records and really the whole crew at SSL was more than happy for Jason for him to have this opportunity. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of experience playing out, but this was a great opportunity for him. He was excited about it, a little bit nervous, of course, uh, performing in front of all of us, all of his friends and peers. And uh, But, you know, it's one of those things where once you start playing and singing, you kind of get absorbed by it and the nervousness goes away and the music just takes over. Uh, but we're very happy for Jason. They had this opportunity uh, to help advance himself by getting this experience and kind of help him getting his name out there a little bit and getting his music heard by some new people. Um, let's go right into uh, uh, another song here. Uh, this one's called So Sweet from Unknown Yesterday.
So Sweet is the name of the song from Unknown Yesterday on the SSL podcast. Uh, it was a it was a great final show. We uh, just to give you some uh, backstory, we um, we were hoping to squeeze out one more episode, and uh, you know sometimes we look for uh, kind of a special uh, special guest because last year. When we closed out our first season of SSL, we uh, we had a very special show with Gina Ashudo, uh, an American uh, Idol runner-up from the 2014 season. As it turns out, Gina is from Farmington Hills, and she was in Mount Pleasant playing a show. And one of our crew members recognized her at the club, which I think was Centennial Hall, and. Um, just had the courage to walk up and ask her, said, you know, we have this live music show that we produce on campus. Would you want to be a guest? And Gina was, you know, who's just a super nice person to begin with, uh, just immediately said, yeah, I'd love to, let's talk about it. So we were able to work it out and, uh, we got her to come up here, um, to play live for an entire hour. So we did a whole show that revolved around her, uh, doing her own music. So if you knew her from American Idol, you watched her do cover songs. Uh, but we have artists do all original music on SSL. So Gina came up, um, rehearsed with us, and spent the night here in Mount Pleasant and uh, came back and did the live show. We wheeled in a piano, which we borrowed from the School of Music. And um, we had to have that you know, shipped in and retuned because when you move a piano... You know, they're sensitive instruments. I mean, they look big and, and bulky, but uh, when you move them around, you know, they're made of wood and it's very easy for things to go out of tune. So we had the piano retuned and um, had Gina come in and play an hour of all original music, which was not difficult for her because since she left American Idol, uh, she's been writing, writing her own stuff. And, and um, she did a... Um, she made a record deal, uh, with a label in downtown Detroit and put out a, had, was getting ready to put out a release not too long after, uh, she got done with Summit Sessions Live. So she was really happy to be able to perform some of those songs and, uh, help promote the release of her, her upcoming record. Um, and so, uh, you know, Michigan, I mean, it's not Nashville or Los Angeles in terms of a music environment, but uh, you really can't underestimate it, and largely because of Detroit. Detroit's had a extremely vibrant music scene for a long time, both before and after Motown. And also, uh, you have to keep in mind that when it comes to live venues in which to see music, uh, go out and just experience some live music, Detroit, uh, in in terms of number of venues, is second only to New York City. Believe it or not, we have more venues than Chicago or Los Angeles. Uh, when it comes to music, Detroit is loaded. Now, Detroit gets a lot of criticism for not being a highly cultural city. 
Uh, people don't travel here for the museums or for the theater, that's for sure. But when it comes to live music, it's really a mecca. Um, again, number two only to New York City. That says a lot. So for performers, there's a lot of opportunities in a city like Detroit. Um, and as the renaissance in Detroit has continued to grow, uh, artists have certainly found the city very attractive. Artists of different kinds, uh, writers, uh, theater performers, and musicians, you name it. And certainly for a while, when we had tax incentives in place, people in the film industry found Michigan uh, very attractive as well. And uh, speaking of film, you might be aware of the fact that director Sam Raimi is actually from Royal Oak uh, and did some shooting in that area or did some production in that area um, on uh, one of his films called The Great and Powerful Oz. Uh, it's brought a lot, so it's brought a lot of really interesting people to Detroit that weren't there before. As, and there's a, a lot of creative energy that wasn't there before, hasn't been there for for some time, and it's very exciting. Um, now, we're not exactly in the Detroit music scene here, but what I mean is uh, Detroit has a lot going for it that holds people in this area, in, in, the, uh, in southeast Michigan. So when you think of people in music like, well, they all go to Nashville or they all move to Los Angeles to make it. But again, so many people are not, you know, hell bent on being rich and famous. They just want to make a living and uh, they want to stay in their home state of Michigan and play the clubs here, play Mackinac Island in the summer, just have a great time. And uh, also, you know, when you grow up in a place like this, naturally it's going to inspire some songs. So you have some artists who write songs that people from Michigan, or at least this part of the Midwest, can really relate to. Uh, they're kind of our local culture, you know. Um, that's part of living anywhere. I think no matter where you live, you'll find inspiration for writing music and uh, but it's it's uh, proprietary to your experience in your particular area. You know, Bob Seger, um, or actually, and also people like Kid Rock, you know, have made songs that almost everybody who lives here can relate to on a very personal level. It's like they're singing about our life experience. Um, but they may have shared that uh, that experience because they grew up here. And so it's not a made-up story. It's just a relatable story that is uh, indigenous to uh, to the experience you have when you when you live here. Um, so uh, that's two songs from each of our performers, which is normally what we try to do. We bring you a couple of songs uh, from each performer on the most recent episode of SSL and give you a little background on the show. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for this week. But I just want to remind everyone that we will be coming back in the fall with more SSL um, and possibly what, what I might do over the summer is put out a couple more podcasts based on the episodes. Cause we didn't start the podcast till several episodes in, we did six this semester and I think we've only done podcasts for three of them. My math might be off, but I could go back and do podcasts on those other episodes and possibly episodes from last year, including the one with Gina Ashuto, So we could bring back some of those songs because she is 
absolutely amazing and it would be really fun to do that so keep watching for new episodes of this podcast over the summer and rejoin for sure rejoin us in the fall when we kick it all off again thanks for listening and that'll do it for this episode of the summit sessions live podcast (laughs) 